Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. You know how much I love college football, y'all. You know how much I love college football. I ask you to go to DraftKings. DraftKings.com is a sponsor for Value Bet. And the reason why is because I love to gamble on college football. The college football season is in full swing. And if you want to have a little bit more skin in the game, I ask you to go to DraftKings. Take a look at the slate for college football for this week. We're talking about Texas against Oklahoma State, LSU against Florida, Ole Miss against Tennessee, Arizona against Utah. And there's so many other games, including Alabama, how they bounce back. Can they do it? Uh, there's so much that you can look at with a college football slate. Go to DraftKings.com. Use the promo code WMVP. That's the station for ESPN 1000. WMVP for DraftKings. DraftKings has always been good to this show, so be good to it. Again, DraftKings.com. Use the promo code WMVP. Now, let's start value bet. It's official. I survived what I've been through. Y'all got drama. The saga continues. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped because it's bad. I know the leagues. I know the teams. I know these players. I know this wonderful game called football. It's time for Value Bet. Oh, this is when the cream rises to the top. This is when things get hot. The largest sports wagering angles you need to know. Stats, records, rankings, weather. If the goalpost is tilted just a little bit. Value Bet on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Value Bet. This is America's premier sports information program. Here's Jonathan Hood. Ah, yes, it's time for Value Bet. Jonathan Hood with you from the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to us between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time. Every week we give you the best plays in college football and a little bit of NFL as well. Gary Seeger is our buddy from Memphis, from Menfo, Memphis, Tennessee. We'll get his thoughts from winningcureseverything.com. As we talk to Gary, check out the website, winningcureseverything.com. What are the best pay- plays for college football? You try to say in English. What are the best plays for college football? We'll tell you next with Gary Seegers right here on this edition of Value Bets. And there he is, everybody, on this edition of Value Bet. Gary Seegers from winningcureseverything.com joins me, Jonathan Hood, right here on ESPN Chicago. Don't forget to follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWCE, not just for gambling, but just for love advice, anything else that's going on in your life. (laughs) Gary, how are you? Uh, I am doing well. I'm doing well, I think. I uh, had a winning week last week and, uh, and looking forward to another fun, fabulous weekend of college football. You know, uh, my wife is happy, my children are happy, and and I am winning on my picks. So, yeah, I don't think life could be a whole lot better right now. Uh, I'm mid. Uh, my wife is not happy. My children are not happy. <laughs> Just, they're not happy with my Saturday. So, um, and this is what happens, man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not kicked out of the house yet, and I know that if I do, I know I could just, you know, get myself a nice suitcase and just, you know, open up the Mid South Coliseum and, you know, just stay there for a while. Um, it's it, it's open, it's available. <laughs> how how's the rent? I might have to stay there. 
<laughs> you know what? I think uh, I think there might be some people that are that are just hanging out in there. So you could absolutely come and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the rest of the bums, right? Exactly. You got it. You got it. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, this is what happens when you try to outsmart the room, man. I'm sweating out Oklahoma. Uh, even though I I did take your advice, but then I'm thinking, well, I could just do a little something here, first half, second half. Uh, uh, the thing, and you can tell me, the worst thing is like you've got your bets locked in, and then you have to chase within the same game. And, and of course, my whole process at the end of that game with Oklahoma and Texas was last team with the ball wins. So immediately you go to the app and start. I I hate to do that. I just want to set my bets and just keep going, Gary. And um, that didn't happen on several occasions it, on Saturday. Oh yeah, no, it takes a, a lot. I mean, you got to be a super disciplined person to to not go in and just live bet every single thing that pops up. And at, at, that was certainly one of those games. At, if you had looked at the advanced metrics for those teams leading into that game, you would have assumed that that would be an underplay on a total of sixty. Oh, like, I mean, God. <laughs> instead, we got we got a fifty five to forty eight score, uh, but that was just another prime example of you never know what's going to happen in these games. Uh, we we can sit here and talk about stats and whatnot all we want to, but it's one of the things that makes college football the best sport out of all of them. It is so up and down every single week. We had the same thing happen on Saturday night. Texas A and M gets a win as an eighteen point dog at home against the number one team, and nobody saw it coming. And it's so so much fun. It's a beautiful, stupid sport, and, and I love it. <laughs> it's nothing it's like you know trying to you know bet your mortgage on eighteen to twenty two year olds. That's all. No, no big deal, right? <laughs> Oh, my exactly. God. Uh, exactly. you got to figure out when they're up, when they're down. Uh, and, and sadly, we don't have somebody in every college town that's going to tell us, you know, when somebody broke up with his girlfriend or, or what's going on in people's lives. So we, we have no idea what the motivation is. So it's, it's definitely a lot of fun to see how it plays out on Saturdays. And this is turning into one of the more chaotic years that we have ever seen. I, I can't get enough of it. I hate that we are heading into week seven because we are we are halfway done at this point. There's 15 weeks in college football. Uh, we're we're halfway there, my friend. Uh, shout out to Florida for not covering the over. Appreciate that. Um, and also shout out to North Texas in that game. I believe it was against Missouri. Those are my three losses, and uh, that's not good when you're trying to chase late night. And uh, so we're looking for a better week. All right, Gary, help me out here. WinningCuresEverything.com as we have our conversation here on Value Bed. Uh, so. Uh, let me start first with Texas, who are licking their wounds after their game against Oklahoma. Texas, um, in front of me as we record this, Gary, uh, is a four-point favorite against Oklahoma State with the over-under 60 and, 60 and a half. How do you see the Longhorns in this matchup against Oklahoma State? So Texas got thoroughly outplayed in this game last year and still won 41-34. to 34. It was really, really crazy. Uh, this line was at five and a half just a day ago, and it's all the way down to four. But situationally, it makes sense for the Cowboys to be able to cover this spread and maybe win this game outright. Nobody's talking about Oklahoma State. Oh, Mike Gundy with, you know, the Arkansas waterfall, of mullet, whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. And obviously he cut that thing off. But still, it, the, the Oklahoma rattlesnake is, is great in these spots. I mean, he is awesome on the road uh, as an underdog. I think 12-3 and three against the spread in his last uh, 15 just ridiculous in that spot. Oklahoma State is four and one against the spread. Their last five at Texas, they are four and two against the spread. Their last six overall, they are coming off of a bye. Texas coming off of an emotional 
heartbreaking loss in their biggest game of the season in Red River. There's there's so many things that point to Oklahoma State that it kind of scares me here. Oklahoma State's only given up 2.8 yards per rush on the season. They're, it's number nine in the country. Uh, they're only 2.6 yards per rush in the last three games. They're kind of getting their offense figured out. I feel like Gundy's going to have some some wrinkles in on that offense. But I am having to to gamble on Spencer Sanders. Yeah. And I don't like that. Right. I don't trust him. So it's it's definitely weird to be in this spot, but I don't know how you could go any other way. There's a chance that Casey Thompson, you know, he, he injured his thumb in the first half against Oklahoma. And we can talk about Oklahoma made adjustments and Alex Grinch's defense and all that. Da, 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 they shut down Texas in the second half. Or was that Casey Thompson not being as efficient because he couldn't throw the football? Like, i I got to wonder about some of these things. And this looks like an easy play for Oklahoma State. I'm I'm not going to make it an official play, but if I was going to play it, that'd be the way that I'd lean. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of rumors uh, in the bayou with the LSU and Ed Ogeron that there could be a parting of the ways. Now, we can have the conversation, Gary, and whether or not you feel LSU is a top five, definitely top ten, but is it a top five program? So LSU against Florida here on Saturday. I have it here as the Gators are 11.5-point favorite with the over-under at 60. Um, so I, I'm wondering, does that resonate in that locker room? That LSU team, at least based on what we saw a couple of years ago, it seems like that championship was a one-off. I don't know how LSU uh, survives here in this game or in the season. So how do you see this in the state of the LSU program? I will go ahead and preface this with this is a pick that I made on the Bet U.S. College Football Show. Okay. And I am I am rolling with Florida, minus 11.5. Okay. Uh, I, I, Butte being out for this game, he was their weapon. He was the guy that they leaned on. He was the security blanket for Max Johnson. That's a big-time problem. On top of that, you get Derek Stingley out for the year, uh, their top cornerback, and then their number two cornerback, Eli Ricks. It was just announced a couple of days ago that he's out for the year. So it, that is definitely not good. LSU only 42% rushing in their last three games, and they're only averaging 2.8 yards per rush. They have basically given up on running the football. Like, it, it makes no sense. You don't expect this out of an LSU team. No. Uh, but they might have to go back to it. Because if you don't have Butte to throw to, yeah, they got some players down there, but do they have anybody they can trust? And that, that's kind of the uh, the issue here. Florida is 3-1-1 one, and one against the spread, their last five against LSU. And the problem that I'm running into with this, and while I did take Florida, the thing that scares me is while every stat favors Florida, it did last year, too. And LSU was coming off of a dreadful performance, getting blasted by Alabama 55-17 to in their own house last year. And then we had the shoe game, where LSU won that thing 37-34 to with like 45 scholarship players down in Gainesville. So it does kind of scare me in that instance. LSU is giving up 6.1 yards per rush right now on the season. Florida is number one in the country, 6.67 yards per rush on offense. I... I don't see how they can keep this within even three touchdowns. I think Dan Mullen is going to try and run this up because this is a get-back game for Florida. This is revenge for them. And they like going into Baton Rouge. And I will tell you this. We can talk about it at Orgeron. Yeah. 70, I think they are expecting about 70,000 people in a stadium that holds 100,000. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that can cost you your job. Very much so. And I, I think that this is a foregone conclusion that he's out of there. Yeah. The problem, Scott Woodward does not fire guys in the middle of the season, but he may not have any other choice 
and here, here's the, the reasoning behind that is if he looks up into the expensive seats and sees that the boosters have sold their tickets to Florida fans, that's when you know that the real support for the program has gone down. So we'll see what that looks like on Saturday. But at the same time, I don't know that there's anybody on staff at LSU. Remember, he just swapped out his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator and brought in really young, inexperienced guys. I don't know that there's anybody on staff that is a worthy interim. So I don't know what you do if you fire Orgeron right now. Uh, I mean, you're, you're tanking on the season anyway. But if you're just going to do that, why not just you know let him run out this string of losses? I don't know that you're going to have a lot of wins this season. I I don't I don't see how LSU stays in this game. Uh, I'm hoping that you agree with me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Well, here's here's and I want people to hear you very clearly. I, this is why LSU is a, a top job, a a real plum job in college football, in that. If it is true that some of the boosters will not be there, they sell their tickets to Florida, as you mentioned, uh, that's a problem. And then when you start seeing empty seats there, that that's an indicator for anyone because that's market research, ultimately, right? When you are uh, when you're a school, when you are a pro program, when you see empty seats, every empty seat says that there's something wrong with your program, with something's wrong with your team. And so uh, for a game like this, LSU Florida, which is I think is a you know on the surface usually a really solid SEC game, if there's uh, empty seats there, uh, LSU and Ed Ogeron will have a parting of the ways because that's just not acceptable down there. Oh, you're 100% right. I mean, this is... They they tried to do this with Les Miles the season before they actually fired him, Mm -hmm. but there was still support for him. They were still selling out games. They were still competitive. This is something that we haven't seen since I mean, maybe the Curly Hallman days, maybe the uh, the Jerry DiNardo days. Oh. I mean, this is oh. this is terrible, terrible stuff in Baton Rouge right now. And uh, and I don't I don't know how you get it. I'll tell you how you get it fixed. You get the right leader in there uh, that knows what he's doing, and you can absolutely get this fixed because there is talent all over the roster. But they, as of right now, they have not found whatever formula to be able to get these guys playing on the same page. I need your help with this one with Ole Miss in Tennessee. As we talk about this, Gary, <laughs> the Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, here's where I need your help. You saw that big number of the over-under at 84. Now, could you just can you help me out as far as whether or not Tennessee can even keep up with that number? I've seen the opponents. I've seen a lot of their games. But, but does that number seem uh, inflated to you, or is that right on target? I think it's right on target. At that 84, you're basically expecting both teams to score 42, right? Yes. So do I think that both teams are going to score in the 40s? A hundred percent I do. Like Mm. I would roll with the over on this one. It's not an official play from me, but that's the way that I would certainly roll. This is the first meeting since 2014, so it's two teams that are not exactly familiar with each other. Um, But Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, was the offensive coordinator for Josh Heupel at UCF when he was having his most success, those two guys kind of know each other. Uh, This is Kiffin's return to Knoxville. It is going to be checkered out in Neyland. It is a, I'm telling you, over 100,000 people are going to be in there for the Manning Bowl. And it is, this is a crazy number that I could not believe. With all the hype around Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss is only two and six against the spread, their last eight against SEC opponents. I, I just was shocked to find that out. But as far as that total goes, yeah, this is the number two and number three pace teams in the country. Tennessee has covered three of their last four. They beat South Carolina by 25. They beat Missouri by 38. The surprising part about this, Tennessee's defense sure. is actually pretty good. 
They're only allowing 39.6% success rate on the season. That excludes garbage time. They're the number 23 most efficient defense in the country. And Ole Miss, I think they're going to be able to get a few stops on Ole Miss. I would not be shocked at all to see Tennessee win this game. That would move them to 5-2 and two, heading into a matchup against Alabama next week. And we've seen Alabama's defense have some problems. Uh, but they got to focus on Ole Miss first. You're going to have to outscore them because Ole Miss will find ways to score. But this is it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. That three-two-six defense that Ole Miss plays, mm-hmm. UT's going to be able to run the football on them. Uh, that, that offense for Tennessee has gotten right since they moved to Hendon Hooker at quarterback. And I, I expect a ton of points and a fascinatingly fun football game on Saturday night in England. Gary, do you have two and a half in front of you for Ole Miss as a favorite? I do. It was okay. hitting at three uh, yesterday, okay. and, and it is at two and a half right now. Uh, there's a lot of love for Tennessee coming in right now, but it's even even more love for the over in this because <laughs> it opened, I think, at 79, and it's up to 84 now. Okay, uh, one of my one of my pleasures, and of course now it's Sunday mornings with you uh, as you do your uh, YouTube show. Uh, as far as uh, you know, reviewing the Saturday night games on Sunday, but one of my favorite shows is the Tony Basilio show uh, out of uh, Knoxville, where oh, yeah. <laughs> where where there's about I don't know maybe eight nine hour post game. After a Tennessee game, oh, I, I, I mean, when Tennessee's down, man, that's a you could guarantee about an eight. I can take a nap, wake up, and he's still on the air taking calls from Tennessee fans. It's the best. I love oh, Basilio yeah. gets so yeah, pissed. Oh yeah, and they, they, I will tell you this: they used to do the same thing on WWL uh, <laughs> down in New Orleans mm-hmm. whenever LSU would play. If LSU would lose, they just cut all the programming for the rest of the night and let everybody call in and vent. So, and you could catch that, you know, I'm in Memphis. WWL stretched all the way up to the Memphis market. Mm-hmm. So I could listen to it every night coming from New Orleans, and it was awesome. Awesome <laughs> to listen to because they were fired up about everything. The, the best one. So I, I actually drove home uh, the night of the national championship game back in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Alabama LSU national title game, and Alabama won that with 21 to nothing. And you would have thought it was the end of the world. They wanted Les Miles fired that night. It didn't matter if he had won 13 straight games to get to the national title game. The fact that they only crossed the 51 time, uh, they were fired up. And I'm telling you, at it, I think we left New Orleans at midnight, and they took calls until about 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I love an angry post game. I just, I really do. I'm telling you right now, Tony. I'm. I really think Derek Dooley had a didn't have a, a fair shake. We should bring him back. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> nothing like the orange pants Dooley getting the job oh, done yeah. in Tennessee. That was awful. Um, Arizona State against Utah. Um, Gary, I saw this when I sent you picks at one. I saw this as a pick 'em, and now as we record this, I see this as Arizona State is a one point favorite against Utah, so it's still pretty close with the over under 51 and a half. So, why am I le- leaning Utah on this? I, I, I don't know, actually. Uh, <laughs> because I, I lean the other direction. Okay. Uh, Utah at home, I will tell you this. Salt Lake City is a tough place to go play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is really difficult. Uh, Cam Rising, the quarterback for Utah, has been playing significantly better. And that team, once they got the quarterback situation figured out and whatnot, they have been way, way better. But they are going up against a team that so long as they do not beat themselves, I don't know that there's anybody in the Pac-12, and that includes Oregon, that can hang with them. Arizona State 
is a monster of a football team, and it all starts at the line of scrimmage. I, I think that they are going to be able to push around Utah a little bit here, mm-hmm. which is shocking to hear. But but this is this is the perfect game for me. This is old man football. This is Kyle Whittingham against Herm Edwards, two guys that would be perfectly fine with trading field goals the entire ball game. And I love those kind of games because it means every play matters. Uh, this will be a very much NFL style game. You're going to see a ton of running. Uh, in 2019, Utah won this game 21 to three. They didn't play last year because of the shortened COVID season. But Arizona State is two and five against the spread in their last seven against Utah. Uh, they have won and covered two of the last three. So it, 2019, they lost, but the two before that, they won and they covered. Both teams lost at BYU this season. But Arizona State, since then, really Arizona State should have won that ball game had they not committed so many penalties and so all the turnovers and everything. Uh, they honestly, their postgame win expectancy was through the roof. They should have won that ball game. Utah, however, kind of got dominated by BYU. Uh, Arizona State is averaging point six points per play on offense. They're giving up only point two. Uh, Utah is doing better in the last three games. You know, at point four five on offense and point three one on defense. Arizona State is a monster. Um, I mean, it, it, this is going to be who makes the most mistakes. Arizona State is averaging uh, over eight penalties a game. Mm-hmm. Utah only averaging about four. But this is one where I, some of that stuff's not going to matter. I think Arizona State is the more physically dominant football team. I, my line on this was actually Arizona State minus three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that this is you know under a field goal, I, I'll take it because I think they are. I think this is a monster team with the Sun Devils. So what is your NFL game of choice here on Sunday, and why is it the Bears keeping it close against the Packers? <laughs> it is, I it actually, is not. <laughs> I took the Packers on that, but, but that's not the one that we're going to go to. Okay. We're going to go We're going to go to Monday night, and we're going to go to uh, an area that is closer to my stomping grounds. The Tennessee oh. Titans are hosting the Buffalo Bills, and this line is only six. Okay. Now, this is kind of the same situation that we saw last week where I gave you the Cowboys uh, to win by double digits against the Giants. Yes. The Buff- Look, Buffalo Bills are only giving up 3.7 yards per rush. They have got the number one total DVOA defense in the league. And I don't trust Tennessee to be able to pass the ball with their hobbled wide receivers. A.J., uh, 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 good gracious, I've completely blanked on his name, Julio Jones and uh, what's the other kid at Tennessee? Uh, My God. I didn't write down his name. I figured I'd remember it. Either way, either way, neither of those guys are going to matter because they're both dealing with injuries. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill to be able to throw on this Buffalo defense. The last three games, Buffalo's offense, 6.7 yards per play. Uh, the Titans are giving up nearly six yards per play on defense. If you're looking just at overall DVOA, defensive value over adjusted, the Bills are number one in the league in almost every metric. The Titans are number 21 overall inefficiency, that ain't good. And and some I, I don't know what they're thinking about home field advantage, but there ain't enough home field advantage for me to not take the Bills at minus six here. Uh, I think they're going to win by – I think this is a double-digit game. I think the Bills are that good. They're playing that well. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills minus six. Uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, that's it. Yes. That's it. A.J. Brown, yes. <laughs> I kept wanting to say A.J. Green. I was like, he's in Arizona, and he is not that good anymore. Uh, so, yeah, A.J. Brown, the uh, the Ole Miss kid. All right, so we got you down for the Bills against Tennessee. You said uh, the number you have is six, right? Yeah, I've got six. It was five and a half at one point. Okay. Uh, so long, it, it, if I can get this at a touchdown, that's fine, too, uh, by the time we get to Monday. But I, I feel good about it at six. 
Gary, if I go to winningcureseverything.com, what would I find? You would find the links to our podcast, to where you can follow us on social media, to all the different shows that we do. Uh, my co-host hosts the show for sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF uh, Sportsbook Review. And I host the Bet U.S. College Football Show. All of that stuff is over there, along with the Pick'em Contest, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. And so that's the easiest way to do it, is go to winningcureseverything.com. You see, all the NFL pregame shows on TV are boring. And as a college football fan, when I get up on Sunday morning, I just want to be able to listen to the wrap-up of college football. I mean, because after I've read everything, bet everything on the NFL, there's nothing new that the these pregame shows can tell me. Unless there's like some injury I need to know at the last second, but that's just one segment. But there's got to be a place where I can listen to college football conversation on a Sunday morning. Where can I go? You can go to our YouTube page, or it'll just be right there on the website at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, we go live at 9.30 a.m. Central on YouTube. And the reason that we do YouTube, instead of a radio station, instead of whatever, we've had a couple of opportunities here in Memphis, but uh, FCC regulation, I'm not a big fan of them. So, so when we were recapping uh, all of the stuff on Sunday morning from the games that happened the night before or the day before, uh, we want to be able to just talk completely openly, uh, just like we were sitting at a sports bar or whatever else, and we're going to roll through a whole list of interesting results from the day before, and, and we have a ton of fun with it. It is, it is my favorite hour and a half of the week. My friend, as always, I love our conversations here uh, for a value bet. We're putting people, putting money in, in, in the pockets of our listeners here. So I appreciate you doing this for us here in the Chicagoland area. Oh, anytime. I certainly appreciate you having me. Gary Seegers with us here for winningcureseverything.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Value Bet right here on ESPN Chicago and, of course, part of the Under the Hood podcast. Hey, can I tell you about a new sponsor for the Under the Hood podcast? Cap and J Hood listeners, I am involved with Manscaped. I'm in love with Manscaped, manscaped.com. Have you heard of this before? I want you to go and open up a tab and look for manscaped.com. And I want you to use the promo code HOOD. That's my last name, H-O-O-D. You got to check it out manscaped.com think about this guys i mean we could be a lot better with our grooming right we could be a lot better especially down there they have got the lawnmower 4.0 when you need to cut and uh shave around there i mean think about this you don't want to use like scissors down there because you could you know bleed (laughs) you can nick yourself you don't need to do that right that's why they got the lawnmower 4.0 they've got the ball deodorizer so you can smell good and feel fresh uh down there uh and i just think it's a great gift they have so many things that's within a kit you get a box and they have all these things for men that they really need to make sure that they're groomed uh down there so check it out manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOD, get 20% off. It's a new sponsor for me or Under the Hood, and it's going to be great for you. I've got it myself. I was thinking I never have to cut myself down there anymore with scissors or a knife or a butcher knife or whatever to make sure I'm uh, cleanly shaved down there. So check it out. Again, it's manscaped.com. And use the promo code HOOD. As always, I appreciate your support.